dedicated to each and every one of you who appreciate a great glass of wine. You know what I mean? It's Monday. Let's raise a glass in the beginning of another week. It's time to unscrew, uncork, or savor a bottle. And let's begin exploring the wine glass. Today, I'm sharing a glass with Adam Montiel. Remember when you were in high school and there was that kid who knew everyone? That one person who was always at the center of the cool parties, but at the same time never acted like he was that cool guy? Well, that's Adam. Adam Montiel has lived on the Central Coast for almost 20 years and has been a big supporter of the local scene. We sit down and discuss all things Paso Robles, including our favorite places to visit and his own podcast, Where Wine Takes You. There is a little name dropping and a lot of laughing. Give a big shout out to Josh Harp Does Wine for leaving this five-star review. I had the privilege of being a guest on the podcast. Lori does an amazing job of revealing the side of winemaking that customers don't always get to see and winemakers love to talk about. She's a natural interviewer and her podcasts have great energy and are very educational. Thank you, Josh. Your kind words mean so much to me. I loved having you on the podcast and you are always welcome to return for more conversation. And I look forward to tasting with you in the vineyards. Hey everybody, I'm Lori Budd, a UC Davis winemaking program, someday service, champagne specialist, and WSET level 2 graduate. You can find Exploring the Wine Glass on all the socials, as well as your favorite podcast catchers. If you haven't subscribed yet, now's the perfect time to swipe, subscribe, rate, and review. I promise I'll never tell you what to drink, but I'll always share what's in my glass. right into wine. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Allure of the Poor, sponsored by Dracina Wines. I am your host, Lori Budd, owner of Dracina Wines, some service certified UC Davis winemaker. Uh, I don't know, I forget them. So, oh, WSET level two. And there's something else in there. Oh, champagne specialist. And was that champagne you were drinking? No, this is peak pool that we made. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that voice right Damn, there. Damn, I didn't know I was talking to. I didn't know I was talking to such like. I'm a little intimidated now. Damn. No, no. no. You know what? There, there's just. I like to torture myself with that. You know, like going to school and uh, whatever. I'm stupid. Good for um, you. That's cool. But this voice, ladies and gentlemen, this voice is Adam Montiel, and I am thrilled to have him on the show today because. I listen to him all the time and he cracks me up. And honestly, if you want anything low down, no about Paso Robles, he is the guy. So welcome, Adam. Welcome. Thank you, Laurie, so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. So, all right, right off the bat, tell me about that pick pool. Okay, so my girlfriend and I, she had a Rath Felangina years ago that had some skin contact on it. And when I had the opportunity to get my hands on some grapes, I was interviewing a couple different people right before the harvest of 2018. And um, we had a chance to get some white wine. And she's like, I've always wanted to do skin contact on a white, like those white tannins, that mouthfeel, that kind of, that whole like phenolic, like you can, you know, with a, with a white wine, but not an orange wine, do it with a white, a little skin contact, just a little bit, you know. So I had, uh, through my friends at Halter Ranch and the great Lucas Pope at the time, I love Lucas, now Haley Tide, he and his wife, and of course, he's just a rock star, a vineyard manager, but um, he was able to get me a half a ton of Halter Ranch people. And this was right as they were, I know, this was right as they were ramping up their sparkling peak pool production. So all the other contracts that they had for peak pools like, I mean, Libertine Pub was getting some of it for a, a, a sour they were making. Like, other people were getting their peak pool. They canceled them all. I was able to get, like, a little half-ton macro bin. And uh, Audrey and I, we did it 24-hour skin contact, uh, hand-sorted it, and we made it at Desperata with the great Valia from. I mean, she <laughs> and her team are unbelievable. Yes, so, man. like, open arms, open hearts open cellar and they were just like make it here let's try it and I asked a ton of people for advice and it turned out good like I'm really happy with it 
All right, it very turned out good. great. I got to get you. I got to get you a bottle of it. So for absolutely, sure. absolutely. I love pick pole. Like the, you know, the the you know, it's known as the stinger because it's an acid yeah. freak. You know, and I am yeah. an acid head man. I love, I love it. Um, and you know what? It's starting to get a little bit more in in Paso. You're starting to see it a little bit more and more in, in Paso. Um, I don't know if he's making it anymore, but I think the first person that I tried a pick pool from in Paso was Steve Gleason in uh, Four Lanterns. Yeah, and uh, I know he he was he was like planting pick pool, so I'm assuming he's still making it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I like yeah. I like Steve. I like those wines too. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. So a little story about Steve. I know him because we have a Weimaraner and we're originally from New Jersey and we used to host these events for a rescue group in New Jersey called Wine and Cheese instead of Wine and Cheese. And we would pour wine for the people. They would pay the, they would pay like 25 bucks to the to the charity you know, to the rescue group. We never saw a penny of it. They just donated it right to them. And then we opened up our house for a party. I mean, whatever, we're going to throw a party. So they would come and Steve's niece rescued a Weimaraner from that group. So she came, yeah, she came to my house and, you know, she's playing with our, it was our first Weimaraner, Draco. And uh, she's playing with him and she's like, and we're like, oh yeah, well, you know, we make wine in Paso. She's like, my uncle is in Paso. We're like, who, you know? And so that's how we met Steve and we've been, you know, friends ever since. It's like, it's, it's wonderful. So. It's so cool. Yeah. Paso has, Paso has so many stories like that, right? Yep. Yep. And that, I mean, I didn't, we'll get into it later, but like you're, you're now wine, you're, uh, the podcast where wine takes you for the Paso Alliance. That's what I absolutely love because Every every episode, you're like the Paso people, the Paso people. Every episode of mine, when I talk to somebody from Paso, I'm like the Paso people, the Paso people. It, yeah. they're incredible. And I'm sorry, yeah. it's nowhere else. I, it is nowhere you're, else. You're absolutely right. You know, with the Cork Dorks, we've done shows everywhere from you know Napa, Bordeaux, Anderson Valley, Dry Creek. We've done things in hotels in San Francisco for Zap. I mean, we've done shows all over the place. And you can tell there's some great places. There's some great regions in California. So blessed with the wine regions that it has here. But the people are such an important recipe. Like, yeah, there's world-class wine in Napa, in Sonoma, here, there, Anderson Valley, you know, um, Sierra Foothills, whatever, right? Right. But the people are so incredible and pass on the way they all kind of work together and you know, in the way, like it started kind of like with the old schoolers, like, you know, Gary Eberly and stuff like that. And, and then the new, the newer guard like adopts that, like, Hey, we're going to put Paso first. Right. And if Paso doesn't succeed, we're not going to succeed. And every kind of generation plays into that. And I mean, now we have so many, you know, we got a bunch of cool kids. we got wines that are going for a lot of money. We got cult wines. We got our standards. Like Gary is still winning a ton of awards with his yeah. wines. I mean, like, it's really neat. And and again, the people of Paso are such an important ingredient to all of this that just kind of like bring it all together. Okay. So when we first started producing Dracita wines, we were getting fruit off of the West side. And um, we found out that uh, Dark Star was getting fruit right by us, right? So... We were like, all right, we're going to go into stealth mode because we're, we're Jersey. We're New York people, right? So, <laughs> you know, so like, all right, we're going to go into stealth mode and we're going to go to Dark Star and we're going to taste their cab and, you know, their cab franc and see what's what's this cab franc taste like, because it's going to let us know kind of what our cab franc is going to taste like. Right. And uh, so we go in. And uh, we were tasting the Cap Franc. And by the way, it was like stellar. It was like so good, right? I love and, a good Cap Franc. Right? And uh, so we go, all right, we go, this is good. And we're talking to the woman behind the counter. And it turns out that, and I'm, I forget her name, um, but it was the owner, the wife, right? And she's like, uh, we told her what was going on. We were, this is our first vintage making Cab Franc. We're on the West Side, blah, 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 you know? And she's like, hold on. And she goes in the back, gets on her cell phone, don't know who she's talking to, comes back two seconds later and says, Norm's going to come in. I'm like, 
Norm's coming in. She's like, yeah, he's in the vineyards right now, but he's working, but he's, he's going to stop. Here comes Norm on the tractor coming in, right? Norm sat down and told us everything we needed to know about that vineyard site, what to do, what not to do, what to make sure we tell the owner what to do, what not to do. You know, the little hints of, well, you know, she likes to do this. Don't let her, don't let her do that. You do this. uh, And that's Cab Franc versus Cab Franc, right? And that's the thing about Paso. There is no versus. There is no, there is no versus. That story is so illustrative of what you just put so well. There is no versus. That's so true. There, there is not. Everybody wants to help everybody. And and you hear it all the time and you say it on your podcast, you know, it's the rising ship mentality, you know, that yeah. it's, it's, you know, like you said, Paso first, and then, you know, we'll kick ass individually. There, we'll kick ass individually. A, but. Right. Is there a funnier phrase than the rising tide raises all the boats? Because it's one of those phrases where you could have your conversation with somebody 10 different times where that is brought up and it is said 10 different ways. And yes. some people like get halfway through the saying and they're like, the tide and the boats, you know, like they yeah. all go up. You're like, yes, yeah, I, know, yeah. I got you. I, got you. I know what you're saying. <laughs> but, it's yeah. Somebody, yeah. but it's somebody, because it's the one saying that's like, you know, kill two birds with one stone. It's like, right. that's said the same way every right. time. <laughs> but the rising tide raises all the boats. I mean, mm-hmm. shoot. The, it's always said differently. It's so yep. funny. Half the time, <laughs> half the time, I I I switch ships and tide. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. Know, rising, yeah. rising ships all the time. Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> all I do now is I go ship tide. Yeah, That's all I do. <laughs> we all go up. That's all that matters. We all go up. We all go up. up. Yeah. We, all go up. <laughs> we all go up. Well, I am drinking since <laughs> you talked me into it. I yeah. have a little cab franc there cool a little cab franc you like your you like your cab franc like pyrazine and kind of a little green or not at all how do you like your cab franc so we produce our cab franc i'm drinking myself here so oh cool right so oh look at that weimariner on the front yes so that is draco Right. So Draco, the whole winery is named after him draco is named after the constellation of the dragon souls and Mm. uh so when we wanted to do the winery name, we knew we wanted it to be Draco, but we stayed away from Constellation because not that we ever thought we would fall under Constellation's radar, but, you know, better safe than sorry. Uh, so right. we wanted nothing to do with Constellation. So uh, my husband is actually a food chemist and I am a wow. microbiologist. So we are science dorks. And uh, so we wanted the we wanted the winery to be named after us and him. So Dracaena is actually the name of the tree that he's standing in front of. So that's oh. a Draco tree. Okay. So Draco genus name, science dorks Dracaena. So that's got it. That's where it that's cool. Out. I like that. But to answer your question, no, we are not Loire Valley fans. We we think pyrazine is okay. You know, it's a Cab Franc, so, you know, it's okay to have that pyrazine in there. But, um, yeah, ours is not pyrazine. Bell pepper is not the first thing you're going to get. Um, in fact, the one of the reasons why we chose the site that we chose is because of how the orientation is. Um, the fruit comes from Plummer Vineyard on Wilsona, so mm-hmm. over by J. Lore. Right. Um, uh, it's angled like eight degrees off of what normally would be. So it actually helps prevent too much sunlight to give the pyrazines. So yeah. Cap Franc is an interesting grape. It's a lot of fun when it's done, you know, it's kind of like petite Syrah for me. I know everybody's different and that's, what's so cool about wine. Everybody can be a little different. Um, this is just from like the stuff that I've been, hopefully, you know, you figure you probably hear like X amount through like the whole 10 years of doing cork dorks and now with the podcast and gosh, if I could just keep like 5% of that, I would, <laughs> I would be so happy. But um, no, the, the Cap Francs are so unique. And whether it's, you know, is it, is it hillside? Is it in the valley? Is it, uh, is it in a place where, you know, it's susceptible to shatter? Is it, is it, you know, what is going on with Cap Franc? But man, when it is done right, that and Petite Sarat to me, yeah. um, it feels like it's a smaller percentage of them. But when you taste one that is, you're just like, oh, that is good. Yeah, we we have we fell in love with Cab Franc a long, long time ago. We actually were up in uh, up in Napa 
William Harrison. Uh, we were at their tasting room and the person behind the counter was like, oh, you know, we have this extra wine. Do you want to taste it? And I'm like, whoever says no to that story, you know, like if you get asked, do you want a glass? No, no. You know, uh, so we yeah, tasted right. it and that was it. We fell in love. That was it. And um, so then we were on a mission to find Cab Francs and there really cool. are not a lot out there. So when we started the winery, we were like, you know what? We're going to make Cab Franc because we love Cab Franc. And then Great. we found Paso and, you know, I, I think the fruit is incredible. Um, this one just got a 92. We've gotten 90 plus ratings every vintage. So I guess it's pretty good Cab Franc in Paso. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, Paso can get get it there. Yeah. And kudos to you for a 92 on your yeah. Cab Franc. I can't wait to try it sometime. Yeah, absolutely. We got to, you know, I've got my first shot. We're getting closer to be in real life here. We're getting there. <laughs> well, I will, I will trade you a bottle of the Peak Pool for a bottle of the Cab Franc. Sold. It's funny because the peak pool is in this. Um, this yeah, let me let's see it. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, oh, yeah, yeah. No labor yet. No, um, the label's pretty dope, but this is a shiner other right now. But um, Avalia had these um, ego bottles, so it's a cab bottle, but it's very, very heavy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, like it when it's empty, it feels full. So she just was able to because of a surplus able to gift me these for the 22 cases that we made nice. so i'm like we're gonna we're gonna put our peak pool in like these huge ego like heavy ass <laughs> bottles oh it is so funny it's something because you like you get to the bottom you're like oh then there's there's a lot in there yeah yeah oh, oh so, wait yeah. a second wait a second wait a second <laughs> right uh, so how big's the punch so, on that thing <laughs> can your whole oh thumb God, go right. in there yeah it's like yeah no joke no joke. Right. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yes, I well, I am a peak pool fan, so I will definitely, God. definitely do that. Uh, so let let's talk a little bit about you, because honestly, I whenever you talk Paso to Paso people, your name comes up. You are you are in the know of every. You are like in the center of Paso, and I mean Gary Everly. He talk. You know, he rips you, man. You guys must have an awesome relationship. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We're good. I had lunch with him on, um, actually, Audrey and I went and had brunch with him on uh, Sunday, just a couple, few days uh -huh. back. So, yeah, he's a special dude. I, re I really, really enjoy his company, and he's very smart, and I, yeah, I, I just love Gary. He, uh, you know, he, you know, Godfather of Passover, or, you know, whatever, he, and right. he is, he's incredible, and even before, uh, I guess, was it, now I think we were already producing the wine, but we were going to Eberly all the time. And um, one day he was sitting outside like he, like he often does. Um, and I, I get out of the car and I say to my husband, like, that's Gary. And I have an uncle named Gary. And my, my husband's like, what do you mean Gary's here? I'm like, no, no, Gary Eberly, you know? And right. so we joke because I don't get, I don't get ooh ah over movie stars, like whatever, you know, I can see them, whatever. But athletes, I get star, I'm like, oh my God, athletes, 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 right? So when you put athlete yeah. and incredible winemaker together, it's like overkill for me. So I went up to him, I, I was the dork. I went up to him like, can I get a picture with you? And it's one of my favorite pictures. I still, I have it. He's sitting there, he's got, oh, his arm, so cool. he's got his arm around me. I've got a smile from ear to ear, you know? And I'm like, all the time, all the time. I, yeah. I love, he, he's just an incredible individual. His heart is so big. It's not even funny, you know? He yeah. really is. He's really special. I got a lot of stories about him and I, I've always loved learning from him. Um, and then they did that documentary on him. I don't know if you've seen the full bore documentary. No. But it's it's really, really good. It was put together by some very talented young producers in Paso or on the Central Coast. And it was in the Film Fest. Uh, was it 2019? And man, they did such a good job. And I was really touched that they asked me to, to speak in it a little bit. And so they would put little blurbs of me throughout the documentary. And, and it was just really neat. So then um, Gary texts me about a week and a half ago and he's like did you see that you were in the wine enthusiast video or da, 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 da. i'm like what like what are you talking about well gary just got given a, a huge award that they don't they don't do all the time it's the legends award right. with the wine enthusiast thing well so he just got the legends award like oh just my a couple god weeks ago 
yeah, it's fantastic. It's so neat. So, and then he just, he got the Mondavi award about a year ago, which like no, nobody in the wine industry gets. I mean, it's like, it's so cool. Um, but it's like hospitality, but like he's only one. Of, or then, you know, we got the California Hospitality Award, which only he and Mondavi got. Okay. So he's just getting all these like legacy awards right now. And in the wine enthusiast package, they showed some of the full bore movie, which had me in it, it. And he was giving me some shit for it. It was really, it was great. I, I, I couldn't have been happier for him. Well-deserved. He's great. He really, he really is an incredible, an incredible person. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so you start, we got to talk about you a little bit. So uh, you came to the, you came to the central coast in 2003. Where are you originally from? Agora Hills is where I grew up. It is a suburb, probably the northernmost suburb of LA County. LA, right, okay. And uh, so grew up in Southern California, moved here in, like you said, 2003, uh, doing part-time radio, also just kind of getting into wine at that point. I worked part-time at a wine bar downtown Paso at the time called uh, Vinoteca. Oh, okay. And it is. it sits where now... La Cosecha sits uh, and La Cosecha is fantastic. So it was a, it was a fun time. And I had knew, I knew nothing about wine and I literally would use my theater background to bullshit my way through wine. Like, Oh, you know, and and just try and sell wine and just be, (laughs) I love people. I love connecting with people. So that was easy, but yeah, it was the Vinoteca days were, were really, really fun. And, and that's when I had my first wine, that was just like your aha. And I remember what it was. Yeah, it was a vertical flight of 97, 98, 99 of J. Lore's Cuvée series. They have the series that does like the Saint E. Yes. Oh my God. P-O-M, I love the Saint E. Yes. Pomerol yeah. and then the PAU for Poyak. And I tried the vertical flight of that. And I was just like, damn, like, because I never, you know, my dad drank wine, a little wine here and there, like a glass a night or something, but I never like got into it, into it. But man, when I had that, I'm like, oh, there's something to this. And then it just like, of course, you know, when it happens, like it did the snowball effect, it's just like, it's over, it's over, you know, and super cool. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a hell of a wine to start off as your aha. That's like, that's, yeah. that's killer that, I mean, the, that's that cuvee series, uh, mm-hmm. like, and which, you know, when people say, people say, oh, Jay Lore, you know, I'm like, no, 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 you're tasting Jay Lore that you buy in seven you oaks. Know, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're tasting, you're tasting that, which oaks. is, which is a good wine for what is it? 12 bucks or whatever. Yeah. If that, yeah. I mean, it's a good wine. But no, 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 no. Like you, cause like people always call, and I'm sure you get the same thing. I'm coming to Paso. What winery should I go to? Right. And I always say J. Lore as one of them. I'm like, oh no, I get that all the time. I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 right, no. Yes. You're drinking that. And it's a wonderful wine, but that's a different level of wine than what J. Lore is serving in their tasting room. Like the whole, the Carol, um, the Carol vineyard that, you know, that whole thing with the with the breast cancer, those wines are yeah. incredible. The chard the the uh, Chardonnay, and I always say it wrong. Um, my husband laughs at me all the time. Uh, it's the night. The no, the night oh. one. Uh, night star night. It's a. It's got an evening or evening dew or evening dusk or something right, like right. that. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, and then every so often they have they have some like out of the freaky ones, you know, they had a valid Valdegay, um, like last year, I was like, Uh Oh my God, nobody has that. That's incredible. You know? So Mm -hmm. always send them. And their winemaker is good. I interviewed their winemaker, uh, the director of winemaking, I guess there's this technical title, Steve Peck. But I mean, here is a dude who is like beyond brilliant. So fun. And these are the, and this is like the first season of cork books where I literally know nothing about wine. Now I, I still maintain I don't, but I've been lucky enough to interview all these people and like talk to people even like you that, that know much more than I do that I pick from and I, I'm going to remember that later on. Okay. You know, Steve Peck is one of those dudes where just so smart and so giving with his personality and knowledge that you're like, oh my gosh, like any chance you can talk or to this guy, like do it. Like I'll see him at an event. I go, I got to go stay next to him. I got to talk to him. Like right. just have a couple seconds with Steve Packer. He's that, he's awesome. He's great. 
so and the um, family too like of course oh Steve, yeah cynthia jerry like i mean they're, they're all just so good for paso and i remember when i went to um we were in bordeaux and they just opened that um wine like museum like oh C yeah C yeah it's beautiful and on it's the bottom incredible. floor the bottom floor one of the lower floors they have like like the largest wine shop like on earth you know yes. and wine from all over the world it's just like to take it all in like oh my god there's a trillion bottles of wine around me and then they highlight all the countries mm -hmm. and you know, at this time i'm sure it's something that they rotate but um, at this time i go up there and i'm like oh my god it's justin okay. and jaylor for america i was like Yes. that's so cool yeah it was really yep. really neat yeah so it was the same thing so um i was i was honored enough my blog won the melissa bay award so i was a guest of bordeaux um actually i was a guest of clerk Mion um <laughs> to go during on premiere week so treated like royalty wow. like it was incredible I, I just was like oh my god um almost got fired uh, from my day job because I was in France when I was supposed to be in school. Um, but uh, also, I so would have been worth it anyway. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I got fired <laughs> from my uh, my wine job at Vinoteca because of I, I, went, I got a chance to go to Neverland, Michael Jackson's <laughs> ranch of Santa Barbara. I've, I've been a Michael Jackson fan forever. I'm like, by the way, I'm not coming into work today. Eh, whatever, whatever happens, happens, like, I'm in Neverland. <laughs> So I got to totally I, mean, I get the board. I mean, I had a week in Bordeaux. Day, day, yeah. Know. But I mean, Bordeaux, like what a fun city yeah. that was. Right. And that, that, that museum is incredible. And I did the same thing. I took pictures. I'm like, look at this, man. They are saying United States and we got Paso baby. Um, I love it. You know, and then we go, we do, um, we have a, I guess it's a timeshare esque type thing in, we have a timeshare type thing in Cancun. And there is a very nice Italian restaurant on the property and the wines suck. <laughs> They're so bad. And then you go, look, you look, you look, and then there's Jay Lore and there's Justin again, right? You've got all these crappy wines, right? And you got, you got two incredible Paso wines making it all the way to, yeah. Moon, you know? I love that. What a great story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so what, so tell me, you have a background in theater and then how do you get into radio? Is that what you wanted to do? Did you want to be an actor? And then you're like, okay, well, acting is kind of radio or is that nothing? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do TV or radio. I loved radio. Like ever since I was a little kid, I would take the dual cassette deck and I would play the music on one side, record my voice into the music. Like I would finagle away to make radio shows as a kid you know and all the way and then I would always call radio stations growing up I grew up in LA so I'd call like you know Kiss FM, KLOS, uh, yes, K-Rock yes. like all of them right? K-Rock. And I'd ask if you could take can you put me on the air can you do this whatever Power 106 you know 92.3 the beat like um and I just loved radio and as based on the age of where I was growing up and where radio was and where TV was, I knew that if I wanted to express more of my personality and have more of my personality get out there, it was likely going to be done through radio, not TV. Now, mind you, a little bit after I got into radio, radio started turning away from personality-driven radio and like just the music, just the music. So I was like, Okay, well, you know, we, we, you always kind of, especially in this business, you're always kind of like working with it, finagling it, and kind of like, you know, malleable and trying to, you know, trying to like roll with the punches of things. And um, I, I just always loved radio. And then morning radio, I knew I would have to get into because morning radio, it's not just like, hey, that was Vanessa Carlton. Here is, you know, Justin Bieber or whatever. Yeah you're you're able to kind of like you know express more of yourself you're the anchor of the station you have the ability to kind of like you know take calls you're engaging with the audience you're doing fun stuff i mean i do a lot of like some of the the, the cooler things that i do like our breaking and entering christmas where we find a family that's not going to have a christmas and like explode christmas in their house without them knowing like you can do philanthropic oh, things through, awesome. through morning radio yeah so like I, morning radio was just like this is where we got to do it and you know you listen to like howard stern and it, whether it's like the people who are very 
you know, gregarious and like edgy to the people who are very like music oriented and kind of pure like Orion Seacrest. I just knew that I wanted to get into that space somehow. So came up here and worked part-time in radio with that, with that kind of knowledge, like I, I loved the Central Coast and I knew that in radio, you bounce from market to market each mm. year. And I saw some people do that here and use the Central Coast as a stepping stone. And they were always sad to leave. And none of them ended up like in New York or LA or like a you know a major market. It peters out after a while. And I go, God, if I want to stay here, I'm gonna need to be the best here. Like, and I'm not saying I am, but I'm saying I'm gonna I'm gonna try. You know, I'm gonna try. Like I'm gonna connect to this community. I'm gonna like anchor myself. I'm gonna learn about what they love. I'm gonna try and like reflect that back to the audience. Like I want to like, but like do it in, a, in, in an authentic way. Right. And when I got my first morning show gig, it started going really good. And then of course in radio, you know, you're, I've, I've worked at different places, different radio stations here, and then settled on the, the place I'm at now. It's been about 10, going on my 11th year for Up and Adam in the Morning, which is on a station now called Coast 104.5. And then of course the Crush 92.5, uh, Crush 92.5, the Cork Dorks, things like that. Also, we're in our 10th year and it was, it's been really cool. I love radio, but also like to take this new love of wine and figure out how it, how I can take my long love with radio and mix it with this new love, you know, with wine. What can it, what can it do? And that's where like the cork dorks came from. And that's where all of this came from and building these relationships with the local wine scene here and and people like you and winemakers like Gary or you know wine owners like Gary Eberly and wine you know Saxon this whatever it is just trying to entrench and get to know these people and really become part of the community you know and not just okay. with the radio and my love for radio but now with my love for the local wine scene here and now a word from our sponsor Looking to be in the know about Dracaena Wines? Want to be the first to know about our new releases and special offers? All you need to do is sign up for our newsletter. There is no commitment necessary, and I promise you we won't spam your mailbox with loads of messages. Need another reason to sign up? Quite possibly the best reason? You'll immediately get a discount code for 10% off your first purchase and be privy to newsletter-only discounts. Let Dracaena Wines turn your moments into great memories. Visit our website, www.dracaenawines.com, or use the link in show notes to sign up. It will take you less than a minute, but the rewards will last a lifetime. Yeah, it is. It is incredible. It is. Um, so going back to the, the cork dorts, how did that come about? Was that your idea? Was that somebody else's idea? What, like? So I was the I was the program director of a talk station in Santa Maria, and uh, Jeremy, who I do the Cork Dork show with, we had worked together when I was at American General Media. I was on the morning show at K Jug for a while, and then and then left for a minute. And I was working at this talk station, uh, KSMX in Santa Maria. We had our new love for wine, and I was uh, talking to like Chris Toronto from the Passive Romans Wine Country Alliance at the time, and he's still there. He's amazing. Uh-huh. And like, hey, how can we do some more interviews? Like, I just we just loved diving deep into the wine industry. And after I left that group, um, a- American General Media brought me back up to them and started up and at them in the morning, as well as this new station uh, called The Crush that they were kind of pivoting into this like wine thing. And I was like, oh, I was telling Jeremy, like I was doing these shows and like these interviews and it was a lot of fun. We were going wine tasting together and we thought, God, if we could come combine our love for radio. I mean, he's a radio geek like I am and has a very successful show on, you know, the rock station up here. If we could combine our love for radio and our new love for wine, wouldn't this be a lot of fun? to do wouldn't this be incredible we were standing up on the hill at opolo and there was a sales guy there who's not there anymore but he was just treating us like royalty and give we're just like oh my god this is and looking, you're, looking at these vineyards. you're like what is going on our mind is blown and so i went and pitched the idea to the program director of the crush and he was like okay call it cork dorks and you can do it 
I'm like, okay, like I'll call. I'll say you can call it whatever call you want. Whatever you like, want. I was like, <laughs> it's a very clever name. People love the name, whatever. But um, that's how it came about. And then Jeremy and I have been doing it, you know, for ten years, as of harvest of 2020. Uh, and uh, it's been, I mean, it's been a blast. We've gone to so many cool places, learned so much. And it's its really where all the relationships that I have in the wine community came from. So uh, it's its incredible, you know. That is, that is amazing. And I do think that that's true. When you talk and going back to Paso being different, that's the difference. That's another difference is that when you're in Paso, you're talking to the people who are behind the wine. You're not talking yeah. to a person who got, I mean, they hire people. I'm not saying that, but like when you're there, the the owner is there. The winemaker is there, which is usually the same person, you know, yeah. all of that. It's, it's, you're talking to the people who are behind the story and they're much more concerned about who they hire. Um, you know, like I said, we, I was talking to Jim Maroney and he was like, you know, we are one-on-one. And we hire fun people. Like, we want you to enjoy wine, so we hire people who are fun, you know? And you think of Tobin James, right? Those people, right? Like, how he hires his people that are pouring, like, they're not just people off the street that, like, yeah, this is my job, you know? They're they're into it, and they need to be able to have fun because, I mean, honestly, Tobin James is probably the most fun place you can <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's another one that I, I, I love. Toby has been so kind to me and so good. And what he was able to start, and of course, Lance and Claire, what they've been able to all turn that brand and evolve into, it, it's so special for Paso. And I mean, his parties are like, stop it. Like, yeah. I have yet to be rival. to a party. Maybe maybe I can be your plus one, two, whatever. Yeah. Well, no, well, I'll get you one of the, the when we when we get back together and stuff, the next industry party, you definitely belong there. I'll make sure that you are and it will it'll blow your mind. Just be ready and have a driver. <laughs> I mean, the his the parties are from what I understand legendary, right? And and of all the wineries, like think in the United States, he has the highest uh club membership of any winery in the United States. Like it's out of control. Yeah, I did the math one time and I forgot what it was. I was talking to a girl actually at Via Creek recently because she used to work at Tobin James. And I was talking to her about like, I, I heard like the, the shipments and the numbers on that. I was doing the math. I'm like, wow, like every wine club shipment, that's, it's, it's millions. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And, but they treat everyone so well when they come in. Mm-hmm. And the wines, like they have, they have your, your up, like, like Jaylor, they have right. the entry level ones, they have the upper echelon ones. And <clears throat> Toby is just such a, a sweet and good man. And yeah, I, and, and as, as is Lance and Claire, they're fantastic people as well. And, and it's a cool brand. I mean, Paso is certainly lucky to have them for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and they again, they are so spectacular and so star. You know, like they are a star yeah. winery, and they still have Paso first. It's still yeah, it's yeah, still yeah, Paso yeah. First. And there's no way any anybody who likes any kind of what you go to a Tobin James party, you're like sold. Like, I mean, it's like seven bands. There's like 30 restaurants there. Like it's it's like 1,500 people. Like he's got glow sticks and fog. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> so it is crazy. It is so much fun. It's really a good time. That is fantastic. Um, so I it like popped in my head uh, when you were talking about the so backtrack complete off the track back run. Um, so do you know Richard Blade? Do Richard you know? Blade. I, I don't know why that that sounds familiar, but I can't place who so that he, is. He's a DJ. Um, so he is down in LA. He's like in the LA area. Um, oh, great. Good for him. And, uh, he, uh, and I'm going to blank on the re- and my, my sorority sister's going to kill me, but, and well, he's going to kill me. But, uh, so at college he, we would party with him and he would come and DJ our like parties and stuff. And my friend, uh, she's like really, really good friends with him. And she DJs. In fact, every Saturday since the pandemic, uh, she's been doing a party, uh, a Zoom party every Saturday night. Um, and she's incredible. But like Richard Blade, like it's just those are memories of L- the L.A. area, um, you know, but uh, 
Uh, that that's my little name. Oh, so he was a K Rock. He was a K Rock. K Rock. Yes, yes, yes. K Rock for a long time. Yeah. And like it's in like it's golden era too, like eighty two to two thousand. I mean, that's that's yeah. incredible. Wow. Yeah. So so I'll I'll say my age. So I I graduated college in ninety. So eighty six to ninety, I was in L A. And you know, Richard Blade was all about it and everything. And uh, yeah, Heck he comes yeah. on. He talks. He comes to the parties with her and things. It's so much. Like it's incredible. I would love to meet him and have a yeah. drink with him and like talk radio. I mean, can you imagine the stories that guy has? Oh, That's so cool. Absolutely. And he, oh, I love it. Fun guy. He is a fun, fun guy. Um, radio people are pretty fun. I mean, there's some there's some weirdos, but they're pretty fun. Radio people are pretty good people. I think. <laughs> I think if you're you have to sit behind a microphone and entertain people that can't see you. I mean, it's it's one thing to be a co- a comedian, let's say, where you yeah. know, like you can fall, you know, like Chevy Chase. Like I'm, I'm a huge Chevy Chase fan, right? He's yeah. he is hysterical, but it's all facial. It's all him tripping over things. It's all what is that physical? physical yeah, physical comedy, right? You guys don't have that ability because you're behind you're behind a mic so it's all in your personality it's all in your your voice how you how you present yourself so you got yeah you, know, you guys are a pretty special breed i think that's really cool you to say that the the delivery is is key and also I mean, one thing i learned and i'm sure Mitchell blade obviously mastered at it being in a market like that for as long as he was is that it's really an intimate medium i mean yes you are broadcasting like tv to thousands and thousands of people but radio does it in a way where it's one-on-one so it's like when i'm on my radio show or i'm on the cork door it's like yeah it's chairman but we're talking to you laurie we're talking to that person who's listening right there it's like so we don't use words like and you could tell when a person is in in, you know a pro or just kind of like like one of my biggest pet peeves i'll listen to a podcast i'll be like hey everybody or even on Facebook, I say like, "Hey everyone!" It's like, "Oh, you got one pair of eyes reading this right now. Yeah. You have one pair of ears listening to you. Talk to them." So we use words like "you," like so, da 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 da, you, and that kind of engagement makes people go, "Huh? Oh, me? Yeah, you know." And yes, you're talking to a lot of yous, but that's the way that delivery is, and that's why radio has outlasted. I mean, shoot. I mean, we heard it in the 90s with Napster. We heard oh, it in the yeah. early 2000s with iPods. Um, oh, what's going to happen podcasts or what's going to happen Spotify? And Obviously, radio is changing. I'd be a fool to not see that. I got a podcast. I got other ways to put myself out there as well. But local radio still, for as long as, for as many decades as they have just wiped it under the rug saying it's going to go away, there's a reason why it still has not, at least as of yet, you right. know. Right. So let, let's talk about that podcast because I listen to it all the time. Right. So oh. I, well, you know what? It's, it's Paso. It is Paso at its core. And, yeah. you know, I, I promote Paso as much as I can and, and I love it. I mean, there's, there's a reason why we, you know, I say settle in Paso, but it's not settle. It's why we chose right now, why we chose yeah. Paso, you know, okay. um, it's an incredible place, and that's what your podcast is, and it's where where wine brings you, or where where bleh, I can't talk where wine takes you. Okay, correct. And by the way, I was on um, I was on uh, the one hundred and one yesterday, and actually paying attention, not you know, like not just like bleh, whatever. And I saw a nice big right by Firestone. There's a nice big um, billboard, imagery, billboard, billboard. <laughs> I saw the other day. I was like, "Damn!" Yeah. Audrey was like, "Look at what they got a where wine takes you billboard." Yeah. I know it's incredible, right? And so, tell us about it. I mean, you're, it's a. Uh, you mentioned Chris Toronto, uh, the Paso Wine Alliance, uh, Joel, Joel Peterson, all of this stuff. So, tell us about how this podcast started. Um, you know, were did they come to you? Did was it your idea? You know, just go go full gangbusters with it yes yeah, so um i worked with Paso wine for a long time with all my stuff on the radio i've known folks like chris and all of the executive directors in the last like 10 or so years uh joel peterson who i've known for a long time in that position now um as everything started like coming into focus with covid in late february early march of last year 
I remember being at the last event I ever went to, and Joel did it was probably his last event too, and that was the World of Pinot Noir in oh. Santa Barbara at at the Ritz Carlton, and the Corkers have done their show there for the last you know five, six, seven years, and it's just a fun. It's a great event. It's a fantastic event, and. Um, Joel Peterson was there and we were just catching up at, at like, I think a rosé brunch or something and we're like and I know he, he, we had kind of like loosely spoke about and he's been very progressive as he's been on the Paso Wine as he's been the executive director there and he's been very like forward thinking he's he's a he's a great dude and we're like oh, we gotta do something like a podcast and this and that and we just started like we both felt the fire we're like oh my god I'm down are you down we're down how we do this let's do this and then uh, from the, the spring, it evolved a little bit more. And I think our first episode was right around summertime. And we just threw one together. I think it was still kind of like COVID-y. So we did it virtually. And then um, now what I'm doing is I'm going out and, you know, we're, I'm distancing with maybe one or two people and we're spreading out and we're, we're doing it in a way that we can do it outdoors and stuff. But I just love having that. Like, I, that's why I'm so thankful to like being able to look at you right now right. and have that like engagement because I feel it's so important. I do phone interviews all the time with the morning show and stuff. And I would love, it's just, it's different. It's different. So we're like, let's do it. Um, And Joel Peterson and the Paso Wine Alliance have always been great to work with. Working with them this close and partnering them, partnering up with them in this way has been super special and it's been going really well. The podcast is like really taken off. I mean, it's been downloaded more than 10,000 times. Wow. It's, Congrats. I mean, like, it's, it, yeah, I know, like, it's, it's, you know, we're 16 episodes in, so we're still, you know, relatively kind of just getting our feet wet with this. And, I mean, again, the people, there's so many great personalities, great stories, great scenes and vibes in Paso that, like, I mean, this well isn't going to run dry anytime soon. And um, even if you do interview, oh, like, they were on the podcast before, like, it's still so cool. So we're, we're just having a blast with it. And I'm very thankful that people like you are into it and folks that, that don't live in the area, but want to visit the area are into it. I, I couldn't be more you know, thankful and, and feel blessed over it. Yeah. It, I love the podcast and, you know, I mean, I'm in Paso, you know, so like it's, it's home to me and it's still, yeah. you, you, you learn something new or you're here. And it's what I like about it is, you're just talking to them that, it, you know, yeah. it's not, and they're just, you're just pals sitting down and talking. And that's, that's what's, it's honestly, that's what Paso is. And it's you cool. could have never like, met anybody get, and it's still that way. <laughs> you'll get comments like, oh, I'm, you know, from Newport Beach and we come up there or we're a part of like a, you know, half a dozen wine clubs when we visit up there. But then I'll get like a text from like Janice Denner of like Pelletieri and she's like oh my god you said this that was so funny or Gregory job here but I'm like oh my god like Janice Stenner's listening or like you know this person's listening yet the industry is involved yet also this is a calling card to bring people to Paso because there's obviously so much to share and so it's kind of cool to see both of those people really digging in and finding the different things that they like about it And now, so I have to share your your last episode had Jeremy Leffert on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jeremy is our consultant winemaker. I awesome. love Jeremy. I yeah, great choice. I, I am a big believer of of gut feelings and and you know aura type thing and things like like I'm a little out there with that. So you know, like I am a believer yeah. of you know what I I can read people pretty well. And, you know, uh, you know, if I, if my gut says, eh, 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 you know, then see ya, you know, I, right. I and honestly, cause I'm from, from the East coast, I don't feel I need to East explain coast. to you. I don't need to explain right. to you why you're, eh, eh, <laughs> but I'm just going to tell you, no, we're no go. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I met Jeremy, I was in love. I was yeah. in love. I love his attitude. I love his, his, just how he approaches everything. Um, just his whole entire personality and his whole, I'll say it again, his whole aura is yeah. incredible. And then when you just tack on the fact that he's a killer winemaker, <laughs> is just like, is, is a whole other additional sidebar thing. Yeah. Like, 
And what's cool about Jeremy right now, Jeremy Leffert, the winemaker for Tooth and Nail, and he and he consults for some you know really good wineries like yours. But what's so cool about him right now is he is feeling it. He is in a great spot, and you heard in that interview, he is excited about his crew, where he's at, yeah. where where he's at in in the macro and the micro. Like he is just happy right now. And we talked about that idea of like happy wine comes from a happy cellar. Absolutely. Just like happy food comes from a happy kitchen. And like my girlfriend says, happy eggs come from happy chickens. Like, you know, you you have to have that kind of foundation there. And and you're right. He's good people. He is just good people for sure. Yeah, he is. I, I Day one. Day one. Uh, we've yeah. been with him since 2013, our first vintage. Um, so we were with him when uh he moved to the workshop which is not there anymore I remember that right you know, all, so like that. we've uh, that our 2013 vintage which uh, i also got a 92 and wine enthusiast what like nice. that that wine moved like five different times in between it going in barrel and us finally being able to bottle it and the paperwork wow. of we're in slow we're in paso we're in slow we're in, like back and forth back and forth and jerry you know jerry just like all good all good yeah. you know like he he's he's got he's got it and i love his dogs i tell him i'm like you know what, jeremy i love you but you've got to bring the dogs you got you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh and he's yeah. a musician he's just got so many aspects of his vibe that are just so endearing and he's he's one of the folks that you just feel lucky to you know be friends with and meet and get to know and and he's killing it over tooth and nail. Like, I mean, yeah. they're doing a great job. He's mm -hmm. doing a great job. So it's really exciting to see. And, and you mentioned that episode that he was in uh, of where wine takes you. And he really gets into like his history, like where he came from, what he's about. And it's a really good, it's a really good history. It's really cool. So I would encourage, you know, folks who haven't checked it out. And that's one thing that I'm really excited about these episodes. It's like, you can go back to episode two, three or four. And they're not like, dated or like they're still right. fresh and like oh there's gary eberly there's jordan fiorentini my winemaker crush right. from epic like right. there's you know eric jensen from booker like it, it, they're playing really well even if you go back to the old ones so it's really cool yeah and that it's definitely you know there might be a statement here or there you know like we talked about right. covid for like two seconds but the entire podcast is just right. paso people talking about paso and their love of right. wine and yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, you can, you can, two years, three years down the road from now, somebody can go back and find that Jeremy Leffert podcast, you know, and it would, and you know what, I'm going to say 10 years from now, Jeremy's still going to be happy wine, happy, you know, like all of this stuff. He is just, yeah. you know. Yeah, I bet you're right. I bet you're right. He he is definitely good people. He is definitely good people. So, Indeed. Yeah. So you are 16 episodes in. Right. And you're doing it bi-weekly? Yeah, we're publishing them bi-weekly. Okay. Um, towards the end of last year, I was doing a little conversation with someone and then another conversation with someone and then kind of like vignetting them together. Oh, okay. the, la the last several episodes, I've been doing the conversations together. with the guests together. And I really enjoyed that. I think the guests have enjoyed that. Like the one that's going to come out next and I don't know when this is publishing, but I know that um, we're going to have an episode very soon with Chris Cherry of Via Creek and Carol McDonald from Il Cortile oh, wow. and La Casecha. And like just watching them, like sometimes I just be like, <laughs> like I'll just listening drink. to them. I'll just drink you. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> like they're just going and, and Carol was so verbose and like had so much to offer. It was great. And Chris is just, I mean, he's never shortened of opinion. He's always great. <laughs> always great so it's like i was just super enthralled like well, i get to sit and watch both of these greats talk to each other back and forth and i get to record it like it's just so cool you know yeah and i was i was actually gonna say that like i noticed that and i, I was assuming it was it was more covid related because as you mm -hmm. said like even if i don't put this on youtube or whatever i always right. say i want to do you know, because I do have people who say they don't want to be on camera. I'm like, all right, then it doesn't go. It doesn't go on camera. But this, you can't get this on a telephone call. 
you know. No, um, you're right. You know, you have you know, you interact with people. And the beginning ones, <clears throat> you were still interacting with people, but it was you interacting with this person and then you interacting with this person where like and especially the one with Jeremy, like and Ro- and Robert Hall, like there's yeah. a history between them. So it was yeah. a try, you know, it was a try a trifecta uh, of conversation, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's totally right. Yeah. 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 And so I just going to say I also I love your game. I love your game. I play along with you guys every time you every Do you time. really the I one do. game? I do. The one <laughs> game every time. And I I go down now so our winery is on the east side. So I always start off with the east side. You guys all start off with west side. Like, so I'm like, I would yeah, kick funny. ass so, in this game because yeah. you guys are all on <laughs> well, the maybe, west side. Maybe at the end of this, at this broadcast, we should play the wine game because, um, I mean, what, what Lori's talking about, it's this wine game where it's really easy. You just kind of go in a clockwise fashion. You name wineries. You could say California, Paso. We do Paso on the podcast for obvious reasons and go, you just can't repeat one that's been said and you can't pause longer than three seconds and throw some game show music and buzzers on there and it's fun and and it gets to you it's like oh my god but it's fun it's cool i'm not well that that's the other thing is i'm walking my dog or driving my car while i'm playing the game there's not the pressure of (laughs) having you know having it in there but what it well we should do it here before (laughs) we get off we (laughs) should do it here you down well yeah yeah what what it reminds me of is a few college drinking games uh categories did you i'm older i think i'm older i'm older than you are I'm, I'm, i'm an old fart but um categories that was what it was like you would you would do a thing and there would be a category and like somebody would say uh yeah this show you the day uh you know like brady bunch episodes and then you would have to go around the circle and say Brady Bunch episodes. Oh, I love that. And if you repeated a Brady Bunch episode or you waited too long, you had to drink. <laughs> I love that. Right? Dreams and then, were fun. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, totally. I love that. That's fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so let's talk. Let's let's tell them again how they can find your podcast, how they can find you and of course, how they can find the Paso Wine Alliance, which is sponsoring the podcast. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's executive produced by Paso Wine. It's all about Paso Wine. The website is pasowine.com. It's super easy. I think they're on Facebook, Paso Robles Wine, on Instagram, Paso Wine. You just type Paso Wine into your browser. It's going to come right up. And really, if you are you know viewing or listening to this from outside the Central Coast area, it's a really good go-to before you make your trip up here. And a lot of winers we've talked to, they're doing appointments. And although, you know, some of them will try and take you walk in if they can to make your appointment. It really benefits you too. They set you up. A lot of these places, you know, they got your name card right there. It feels super special. And they, they take great care of you when you're here. So passowine.com. As far as the podcast, where wine takes you, it is available anywhere you get your podcast. So on your smartphone with your, you know, if you've got an iPhone, go to your podcast app. Google, Droid, same thing. Um, we're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Just go search for it. You can totally find where wine takes you. And then uh, me, I'm on you know Facebook and Instagram. Insta, it's, and it's great because at Instagram, I'll put a lot of pictures like you know from you know maybe recording or things like that. So it's at Adam on the air, Adam on the air, pretty easy. And um, yeah, and that's how you find me too. But I would love people to go check out the podcast it's been a lot of fun and and then of course you know the stuff i do on the radio like uh crush925.com for what the cork dorks do and then you know morning show coast1045.com up and at them in the morning so there's a lot of ways to find out all the ways i'm messing around for sure you're kind of a busy guy <laughs> you know what i have a, i have a good if i before we go and i'm sensing i don't know if we're about to wrap up but i have a good east coast story for you absolutely absolutely so um my mom grew up in um, Hamburg, New York. Okay. And um, so around Buffalo and moved to California. Smart as girl. A, yeah. <laughs> moved as, a, as an older kid, you know, like in grade school. And um, I was working as a telemarketer in my late teenage years, one of my first jobs. And there was this one dude who had a hot dog cart in Westlake Village and he had the Sabret umbrella. And this dude was like straight New York City. 
um, he was incredible. He was the nicest guy. He'd give free hot dogs to the cops. And I, w- I would do my lunch breaks down there because he was such a cool dude. And these hot dogs would snap and they were so amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. And then all of a sudden, he, and I would tell my mom about him. She's like, oh, yeah, those are the sabrettes. We had them in New York. She's like, do they snap? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God, they totally do. And um, so I've always fell in love with that, you know, the East Coast hot dogs, this and that. So fast forward to, you know, now I haven't had a Sabrina hot dog, like a real one in like forever. And I'm talking to my girlfriend about it. I just had a birthday a couple weeks ago and she ordered like the real Sabrina hot dogs that go to like the hot dog carts. Oh, like nice. Like the legit ones, right? Nice. And, and then And then ordered like some knishes and the whole thing. And we just had like a couple little, and they said this way too many because you have to buy them in bulk. I gave some to some like Jeremy and some friends, but um, we had like the real, and I cooked them like the way they do on the, the, the hot dog oh carts. God. And oh my God, they were so good. A knish. Oh my God, like you're the, making oh, me drool. Oh. oh yes, there is nothing. <laughs> there. Well, you know what? You ha- Next time you have to look up Thumans. So T-H-U-M-A-N-N. You like the okay. snap. Thumans yeah. has that snap. Like it's a bigger snap. Really? Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, my girlfriend's from Maine. She's from Saco, Maine, went to school at Bar Harbor. But she's always talking about, like, um, is it Red Hot or something with a red? Some of an R that she swears by. And I don't know. I mean, with her, it's all, it's all about seafood because she's from Maine and, right. and lobsters and stuff. But um, As a hot dog? So red Hot? Or no, red not Red Hot. The Red Hot's not the right word. It was something with a red. But I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I'm going to look up Boomins. Because Red Hot is like like um a chihula kind of like uh oh okay then i'm I'm getting it wrong i'm getting that part wrong but it was something with an r in it anyway she was telling me like oh well we you know you know because maine and boston are kind of like and i know they don't like new york but they're all kind of that new england thing (laughs) they have like their own thing not sabrettes and it's so funny but i was just like what what i want to find is maybe you can help me out i want someone to send me some real east coast bagels because I know Whoa. we can't get them here. No. Oh, God. You know what? I miss that right. so much. So Yeah, much. so does she. So much. They are so – it's the water. I don't know. I It's it's the only thing I can think of. It's the only thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say. It, it's it's the water. But, uh, yeah. In fact, we my husband and I were watching TV the other night, and uh, uh, a commercial came on for a, a bagel shop, like a local thing, bagel shop. And we both looked at it each like – that looks like legit bagels. Like, but the commercial was too fast. We couldn't find who the who who the bakery, you know, who the bagel shop was. We're like, like we, we stopped dead, stared at each other, like, oh my god, they look they look like legit bagels. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? The next time, next time I go home, next time I go home, I will uh, be sure to grab grab some and uh, you know, because you can grab freeze them. You it. freeze them, and that's the best thing. I'm you down. freeze them. You take them out like ten minutes before you want it. You know, pop right open. Best stuff ever. Yeah. yeah so I got a few. I got a few. We ate all the knishes. I got a few more sabrettes. There you go. And then she got some pretzels, too. We haven't even dug oh. into the pretzels. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, the from the, the street vendor pretzels? Like, those? Yeah. Oh, my yep. God. Ugh. You know where the best Coolest pretzels? Coolest present ever. Best, pre- best pretzels ever. No doubt about it. There was this vendor dude right outside of Madison Square Garden. And I don't know if he beat people up to always get that spot. I I don't know how that works, but it was that man's bagel, that man's uh, pretzels were the yeah. best pretzels. I would come out of a Ranger game and I like like he would here you go like you know he knew I was like see growing growing up in L A you you have um in L A you have the hot dog carts but they're very different like they have like the sautéed peppers and onions oh. and then they're bacon wrapped like they're bacon wrapped oh. hot dogs and okay. that's kind of like the way they do it in la and they're good but they're it's nothing they're like not. a sabret no. nothing yeah, like that's it. snap nothing like it's it. all about the snap yeah it's all, all about, about the, the snap, snap. <laughs> <laughs> yes so i will i promise because i do bring bagels back when i go back to jersey and i come back the, the you know, I'm on I'm on the plane with you know <laughs> frozen right? with frozen bagels. <laughs> it's like people coming back with people coming back um, from France with butter. Oh. I stood in, in line. I stood in line with this gal, and she was in front of me at TSA, and this gal had a 
backpack full of butter. Really? Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, the butter, butter in France. I mean, it's, it's like incredible. Kidding, it's unreal. Yeah. Well. I came back. I came back with. Uh, oh my god, we we see. This is a problem. We're never going to end this podcast. So oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because this is. A, oh my god, Canelli's, Canelli's, and Jeremy. Oh, and I. I never remember the name. Do you know where he gets them from? They're in. They're in Slow. I think it's not Paso. Um, but I he'll he'll go. I got you, Canelli's, uh, or Canales, I should say the correct way of saying yeah. it. But oh, that's what I I came back with Canales and and um, macaroons. Forget the butter, Ooh. man. I <laughs> when I came back from Bordeaux, I was doing the Canales and 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 the macaroons. I'll take them. Please. So um, Slow has a new macaroons place called Monica's Macaroons that just opened up a couple oh, weeks yeah? ago. Okay. They're nuts. Yeah. They're nuts. Right. Like it's going to be your next best thing to getting them in France. Like they're great. All right. I'll, I'll be heading down because oof, they are so, <laughs> so good. So, so good. But uh, anyways, but I want to thank you. I had a blast talking to you. I hope you had a good time. Um, so but- much fun. You did a great job. Thank you for the conversation and making me feel so uh, welcome. It was great. It was really a lot of fun. And we could, yeah, we could have done it for a lot longer, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do a part two. We'll we'll have to do a we'll have to do a part two. I'm in, and, sure. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe the next time it'll be when we can actually physically be in the same room together. And uh, I know, and cheers each other. Yeah, well, I'm empty, so well, I got a little swig left. So yeah. I will say slancha because that is how I yes. always end it. And I am looking forward to tasting that pick pool. So make sure you save me one of those heavy bottles. You know, I you know I can do bicep curls with them when when it's when it's empty. So. <laughs> consider it done have a great weekend you have a phenomenal phenomenal weekend enjoy and I'm so happy we got to do this and uh, I I see a part two in the future I do I would love that thank you for having me Lori cheers have a great night this has been another episode of exploring the wine glass thanks for listening if you have suggestions on what topics you would like me to discuss please reach out on social media you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Exploring the Wine Glass. I am also on LinkedIn as Lori Hoybud. Of course, you can always email me at exploringthewineglass at gmail.com. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find me more easily. And most importantly, tell your wine-loving friends, because if you like the podcast, they will too. Music is Wine by Kevens. Until next week, slancha. Never let you go. Oh, 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 no, 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 I want to let you go. Right now.